With thousands of Korean beauty products hitting the market all the time, it can be hard to know which one is your perfect fit. If you aren't sure where to start, or you have started but you're yet to find your holy grail, then stay tuned because on today's episode of the Korean Beauty Podcast, by popular request, I'm going to share my top tips for finding your perfect Korean beauty product. Welcome to the Korean Beauty Show, where we're talking all things Korean skincare, makeup, and more. If you want to learn about the hottest trending products and ingredients straight from South Korea, then this is the podcast for you. Each week, we'll be diving in to take a look at the latest trends, as well as all the tips and tricks you need to perfect your K-beauty routine. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, professional K-beauty expert and founder of Korean beauty platform Style Story. Hello and welcome back to another week of the Korean Beauty Show podcast. So today's episode is all about how to pick the perfect Korean beauty product. And this was actually a requested episode from one of our listeners. So I know the struggle firsthand to try and find the perfect product for you. Uh, And I have learned, I guess, quite a few tips along the way about what makes it just that little bit easier if you know what you're looking for. So that's what I'm planning to run through with you guys today, uh, just because I think it will hopefully help you save some time, save some wasted money, and hopefully save a little bit of heartbreak in trying and then, you know, having to reject products that just aren't the right fit for you. Now this is, there's obviously no magic bullet, but I'm hopeful that with this list, you'll be armed with a lot of the information that you need to make informed choices when you're out there researching and taking a look uh, at a whole range of different products. Because I think we all know how many different products there are out there, especially when it comes to Korean beauty. A lot of them look the same. A lot of them sound the same. So it can be really hard trying to narrow that down because you only have one face and, you know, a lot of people have a budget as well. So you don't have an endless amount of time, money, and face skin to just be like rolling through product after product. So that is what we are going to be having a look at in today's episode. If we haven't already met, then welcome. My name is Lauren Lee, and I'm the founder of Style Story, an online K-beauty platform where you can shop and explore the world of Korean beauty. And Style Story are today's podcast sponsors as well. So if you're looking for the next big thing in K-beauty, or if you want to get a hand with some tailored advice for your routine with which products to start with, which products to expand your routine, how to mix and match Western and K-beauty products, then come over to stylestory.com.au and we would be absolutely more than happy to match you with your perfect Korean beauty product. That's what we're there for. So with that out of the way, let's jump into my top tips for building and picking your perfect K-beauty product and then you can look to build out your routine after that. So the starting point when it comes to any skincare product really, K-beauty or otherwise, is your skin type. So it's really important first to identify, I guess, what skin type you actually have, whether you're oily, dry, combination or normal. Now you might think you know, but 
there's always a chance that you've gotten it wrong or that your skin has changed since you last had it checked. So I know a lot of people can get theirs checked professionally at um, a beauty counter or something like that. So if you've had that done, then you probably do already know what your skin type is if you've had that kind of thing done recently. But if you haven't or if you're not 100% sure that you definitely know what your skin type is, you can actually do a really quick and dirty little test at home that is really quite easy. So this is how I would recommend to do it. Cleanse your skin with your normal cleanser and then pat your face dry or let it dry out in whatever way you prefer and then leave your skin completely bare. Don't put anything on it for half an hour. So after half an hour, then you examine your face. And basically what you're checking for is any shine. So whether you have any oily patches and then also see how it feels when you make different facial expressions. You know, when you smile and scrunch up your face and see how your skin moves and feels. Now, if your skin feels tight, then you most likely have dry skin. And you'll know this because you'll be like, oh my God, is it 30 minutes yet? I really need to put something on my face. But if you can see shine on your nose and your forehead, then you most likely have normal or even combination skin. And then if you can see shine on your cheeks as well, then your skin is usually going to be classed as oily. So that's just a little cheat way of working out what your skin type is if you either have never had it checked before, you're not sure, or you think it might have changed. So I, for one, definitely fall into the really dry category. If I leave my skin for half an hour without cleansing, I am done dying for some moisture. My skin just feels like sandpaper after half an hour. So that's telltale sign of really, really dry skin. Um, and so yeah, definitely start with your skin type. Know what your skin type is because then you can start investigating the ingredients and then the products that are perfect for your skin type. So that's the other thing I would say is keep your skin type for in the forefront of your mind whenever you're looking for new products, um, whenever you're reading what other people have said about the product. So most good bloggers and reviewers, when they're reviewing a product, will tell you what skin type they have. If they don't or they don't seem to know or they just seem to use everything, that is not a very good uh, person to be taking it taking skincare advice from. It's really important that you are selecting the right products for your skin type. So if you can find someone that has a similar skin type to you and see the kinds of products that they're using and liking, then that's a really good indication that it might also be a really good product for you. You know, if someone has really, really oily skin and they love a particular toner, then, you know, it's probably not going to be the perfect fit for you if you have really dry skin because their skin concerns are very, very, very different, the complete opposite basically from yours. So do always keep that in mind, particularly with people like influencers and things like that when they're promoting products. Um, you know, if they have a very different skin type from you and they're promoting something that's just for their skin type, then you know, that's an important piece of information. Um, you know, I'm not going to say ignore them or anything like that, you know, but it's just more information for you, I guess, to keep in mind when you're then going out and researching that product or a similar product or something like that. So then the next key step, I guess, is then to find out what are the beneficial ingredients for your skin type. Now, if you're not 100% sure about that, especially when it comes to K-beauty, then 
take a listen to last week's episode, episode 23. So I ran through a really massive list of the popular K-beauty ingredients for a whole range of different skin issues and skin types. So I think you're bound to find a couple of pointers there if you just have no idea where to start when it does come to Korean beauty. So that is my next tip is get familiar with some of the key ingredients for your skin type so that you can then go and look for some products that might feature this key ingredient that is is suited for your skin. So before I get into my number three tip, I'm going to read out one of the reviews that was left for the podcast. And this was five stars. So helpful. Loving the K-Beauty podcast. I've always wanted to get into K-Beauty products, but wasn't sure where to start. These podcasts are so helpful, full of information. The good thing about the podcast is not only am I learning about K-Beauty, but about skincare in general. Cherry on top. Thank you so much for leaving your review. I really appreciate when you take your time out of your busy days to leave a review for the podcast so thank you so much if you would like to leave a review as well on apple itunes i would love that Um, otherwise you can leave a review if you don't use um, an iphone and you're not listening on an apple device you can always come over to the stars story facebook page and leave your review there that's just another really great way to let people know that we have a podcast going what we're talking about and most importantly what you guys think about the podcast. So I would always love for you guys to leave a review if you do have time uh, on to my top tip number three. And that is when you're armed with the information about your skin type and about which information, uh, which ingredients are perfect for your skin type, you can go and check the ingredients lists of the products that you're interested in. So this is, this goes for any product really, whether it's Korean or otherwise, definitely you want to have a look at that ingredients list. And if you are shopping online, then the website definitely should have a full ingredients list printed online. That's, you know, pretty basic kind of information. So if the website doesn't have that, you know, maybe that's not the best source to be looking for this kind of information. But I know that not everyone is a total ingredients list pro and people aren't exactly always 100% sure what they're looking for on an ingredients list. If you fall into this category, don't worry. There are heaps of useful resources that are available online that can help you actually decode the ingredients list and basically translate what you're looking at into normal human speak. So some of my favorite websites for that are Inky Decoder, uh, Cos DNA, as Cos as in cosmetic DNA, Cos DNA, and then Skin Charisma. So I'm going to pop the links to these sites in today's show notes. So if you'd like to get the links for them, then come over to thekoreanbeautyshow.com. And I'm going to have all of this in today's show notes, including the links to these, because these are super helpful uh websites really for learning uh, firstly learning about the ingredients list and then also if you're not 100% sure or what you are looking at when you're trying to decode it yourself these are really great resources that can help go through line by line ingredient by ingredient what this ingredient actually is now take of course some of the rating systems and things like that with a grain of salt But, you know, as a general overview, you'll start to get a feel for what the different ingredients are, you know, what their function is in the list as well. That's very, very important. You know, you want to see a preservative in that product. Otherwise, that product is going to go off really quickly. Just little things like that. So definitely check out those resources. They're actually a lot of fun if you're interested in skincare. 
Um, I could lose hours on, on stuff like that, just looking into the ingredients list. Now, if you do speak Korean, then there are apps like Kwahe that are really great specifically for Korean beauty. And they have all of this kind of stuff as well, but in Korean. So that's just one if you do, if you can read Hangul and you can speak Korean, then Kwahe is a really great one. Now, my number four tip is to check the authenticity of the seller. Now, Unfortunately, there are fake K-beauty products floating around, so it is important to check where you're buying your products from because the last thing you want to do is pick your perfect product and then buy it from somewhere and then, you know, it's a fake and then it won't work for your skin. So look, there are, Style Story is obviously a trusted source for K-beauty products, but there are heaps of other stores and sites all around the world as well. One word of caution, be careful with the marketplace shopping sites because I know sometimes they pool all of the products together. So make sure you look out for trusted sellers if you're if you're shopping on a site like that and definitely make sure you check out the reviews. I know there are some sort of fulfillment centers for some of these big players where they just dump all of the products in together and then no matter who the seller is, they're, they're picking from the same pile. So if there's any counterfeits or fakes in that pile, you might get one of them. So that's just something to take it, um, into account. I don't know why, but people, you know, counterfeit Korean beauty products. That sounds crazy to me since they're already so, you know, well-priced. Um, but I know that there are fakes floating around out there and there are resources online, you know, if you're worried about whether you've got a fake or not. Um, and of course, you can always contact uh, the brand as well to ask if you're worried about that. But definitely just keep in mind, cheaper is not always better. Sometimes it, you know, is worth paying a little bit more for the guarantee that you're going to get a genuine product so that you don't run into any problems. Now, the other thing I would say, and this is probably linked into my point about, you know, bloggers and just, you know, following advice and things like that online. So a lot of people I've noticed are going online to forums and Facebook groups for their skincare advice. And there are a lot of really great groups out there. But a lot of the advice that I see floating around is really nothing more than personal opinion. These aren't people that have studied ingredients list, that have, you know, worked in the industry, that have a degree in anything in particular. They're basically just parroting back advice that they've heard from various YouTubers and bloggers. So I've seen some really shocking advice during the rounds in these forums. I've seen people tell other people how to apply vitamin C serum and it's completely incorrect, but they don't caveat and say, you know, this is just what I do. They say it very authoritatively, like, yep, this is how you should apply it. So, you know, uh, I think take the advice that you see on forums like this with a gigantic grain of salt, unless it is a trusted commenter or an expert, you know, and ditto for the popular product of the day recommendations that everyone, you know, sort of jumps on board. You really need to, I guess, look at the advice that's being given critically and, you know, who, who are they quoting? Who are, where are they getting this advice from? You know, are they an expert or are they just saying what they do? So, you know, I think a lot of those resources can be really, really great, but there's a lot of people floating around there that are just regular everyday people that go off and do other jobs during the day and then jump onto the forums at night and are telling everybody else how to live their life and do their skincare, you know? So I think that can be a little bit of a problem these days, but that is my recommendation. They're my top tips. I think it's really important that you know your skin type, 
that you get to know which ingredients are good for your skin and then also to learn how to start you know reading the ingredients list even if that is just with the help of you know a website that helps you break down apart from that it, it, it does also then come down to trial and error, of course. You know, I know some people that have giant spreadsheets going for the different ingredients that they've tried, maybe ones they liked versus ones they didn't like. I don't know if you definitely need something as elaborate as that. I think sometimes just through trial and error, you can work out, do you prefer gel type? Do you prefer cream type? What, what, what does your skin respond to better? So, you know, there are lots of different ways to trial and test out products. And then, of course, you know, it back all the way back, I think in episode one or two, I, t- I talked about the key mistakes to avoid if you're a K-beauty beginner. And that includes things like trying out all the different products at one time. That is definitely not the way to go if you're trying to narrow down the search for your perfect Korean beauty product. You know, try things, just practical things like replacing an old product that's about to run out or has run out with a new product and see how your skin responds to that product and give your skin some time to adjust to it rather than constantly introducing like, you know, lots and lots of different new products. That can be problematic for a lot of different reasons, but it can, it, it does also make it a lot harder for you to judge whether the product, the new products you're using are good for your skin or not. So slow and steady definitely wins the race and really just get to know how to learn and listen to your skin. Find out what your skin responds well to and what it doesn't respond well to. And that may take time. So I think the other thing that I notice is, you know, part of the reason that people are going out and using so many different products they're introducing their skin to so many different actives all at once is because everyone is looking for this holy grail and everyone wants skin care results now immediately preferably yesterday you know that's just probably not how it's going to go it's a process it's a process of working out you know, what your skin needs for one, how it responds. And it may respond differently at different times of the year, different seasons at different times of the month even. So learning, I guess, your skin's natural rhythm as well, what works with it, what definitely doesn't, and then basically narrowing that down so that you focus more on the things that your skin responds well to and don't bother with the skin, the things that your skin doesn't like. And that may well be different than what everyone else is talking about and what's trending and things like that. You know, acids, I've spoken about this before. There are a lot of people using a lot of acids in their skincare routine at really crazily high concentrations. And that's just not for everybody. And that's fine. You know, I think it it can be a little bit difficult when you are learning skincare and starting out with your routine and especially when you're you know introducing a whole nother way of skincare like k-beauty into your routine it can be really hard not to get sidetracked by the next new thing and what everyone's using in their routines but that is one thing that i would definitely say if you are trying to you know find your perfect korean beauty product then pay less attention to you know, whatever everyone else is using and really just focus in on your skin, what it likes, what it doesn't like. If you can never use an 8% or a 10% AHA or peel or something like that on your skin, like that's totally fine. It's just not the product for you. So really listen to what your skin is telling you. And if you decide that, hey, that's just not for me, like 
there's no problem with that. There'll be another product out there for you. If it's not an 8% or a 10% blah, 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 serum, there might be a perfectly good substitute product that's a lot gentler for your skin type. So I say this from personal brutal experience, having ruined my skin's barrier quite a few times, <laughs> just trying to experiment with things because, you know, I really wanted to see if that was going to be the silver bullet for me. But I think slow and steady with skincare definitely always wins the race. And just getting to really know and listen to your skin and watch for the cues. You know, if you've overdone it, if it needs a bit more hydration or something like that, I think once you get to know the products that you're using, the ingredients that you're using, you'll have a much, much better handle on that. So that is, I'll jump off my soapbox now. Now, I hope that that was useful for you guys. I know it is a minefield out there when it comes to information, products, people trying to push things onto you. So, you know, these are just some helpful, handy, oh, I hope they're helpful and handy tips for working out, you know, what's really important when it comes to picking out your skincare products as opposed to what everyone else is, is talking about and, and, and um, you know, the advice that everyone seems to be giving a lot of the times, which is conflicting. It's going to be very personal to you. Skincare, that's the nature of it, right? It's, um, a, it's a personal thing because everyone's skin is not the same. So what works for one person might not necessarily work for you. And that's totally fine. Like, why would it? Do you wear the same bra as them? Do you wear the same shoes as them? Like, it's a very personal thing. So don't be, you know, worried if everyone loves one product and it just doesn't work for you. That's the nature of the beast. So if you found today's episode useful, I would love to know. Come over and find me on Instagram. I am at lauren.kbeauty. I will have another episode ready to go for you guys for next Tuesday. So don't forget to hit subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss the next week's episode. And otherwise, I will see you on Style Story. 